Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Conflict Management Series. I'm your host, Poonam, and I do have Deborah Lafon with me today. She's a licensed therapist working in this field for more than 22 years, and we have been talking to you on the various topics of having conflict. The last time we did talk about the academic as the root cause of conflict, the kid might be interested in arts, parents are more inclined towards science. So kid is like maybe overbooked with number of APs and other things. So conflicts do happen. So today I would like to focus um, conflicts due to extracurricular activities because I did experience that kind of conflict when I was raising my two kids. So Deborah, I wanted to ask you, do you have such instances in your practice where kids are in conflict with their parents? Kids want to do one sport activity while parent is asking to do another one. Do you have such kind of examples in your practice? So I, I have that. I also have that parents really want to give their child every opportunity. And so they tend to sort of overbook them with too many things. And then what kids share with me is that they feel overwhelmed with the demands of school, then home responsibilities and chores that they may have and their extracurricular activities. And then secondly, to your question, yes, sometimes parents might have one thing they'd like to do and the kids or child or teen is not particularly interested in that. So they want them to join, let's say soccer, but the child doesn't like soccer. They'd rather do swimming. So just it, it's important then, again, as we've talked about throughout this series, is to have communication and encourage your child or teenager to try different activities and find one that fits for them, something that they're really interested in, and then do that activity. And, you know, parents can be encouraging and supportive and give them opportunities, but then not force them to do it. Because when they feel forced to do it, then the outcome is typically not very good. I absolutely agree with that, Deborah. So I will tell you my experience. Um, so I definitely into a lot of activities. My parents never forced me, but I love singing and I did do dancing and I was very active uh, in my school and college days. And I was quite motivated, but my kids, they are different. They were not motivated. So I did try to influence them. And I did try to give them exposure to various activities like piano, painting, dancing, sports, but they were not interested. Um, so for especially for piano, for example, you know, it's so expensive. And I was getting so frustrated. 
I'm driving them for class and they're not practicing. So I did not know what to do. So we had a lot of conflict because of the difference in our likings. So what is your advice to all those parents who are maybe struggling with the same thing that I did struggle with? The challenge is to find out what the child is or the teenager is really interested in and then encourage that. And what I've seen is sometimes, like you mentioned, piano. The kids might want to take up piano, then they start it and they don't like it. And the parents have already purchased an expensive keyboard or they've purchased a certain amount of lessons. That's where a lot of conflict comes in. And the kids oftentimes will feel very guilty about that, but they just don't enjoy it. Or there might be an activity I've had Lots of kids that are maybe in dance and they do it for a number of years and then they just get burned out. They don't want to do it anymore. So it's important to communicate that about that. And I, I think it's really important for kids to have extracurricular activities that they enjoy. So it's interacting with others, building those social skills, learning how to be part of a team, if that's sports or whatever they're doing. I think that those things are really important, but the flip side of that is to also what I've noticed is their schedules are so overbooked, there's no time to just be a kid, to just have downtime and have friends over or go outside, do things that they enjoy. So I think there has to be a nice balance, which oftentimes doesn't really happen. And then again, the most important thing is finding out what is the child interested in and if they can maybe take a class or two before committing to full piano lessons or go to a soccer game or tennis or swimming, whatever they like, think they might be interested in without the pressure of feeling like they have to commit to it. And I know sometimes it doesn't actually work like that, but that's what my experience has been is they get enrolled in something, they decide this is not right for them, and then that creates a lot of conflict. I really liked your advice of trying it out before committing and keeping that balance. So as a parent, yes, you can give them exposure to various activities, but give them that choice also, you know, whatever they want to Fake because if they are into it, they are loving it, they will do it without even yeah. you saying it. I will tell you, Deborah, you reminded me of a story. Like I did talk to my one of my colleagues. So she told me she has the highest level of certification for playing piano and she doesn't play piano at all. I was very surprised. I said, then how did you get that certification? So she said it, she, she told me like she did it because her parents wanted to do it, but she never enjoyed playing piano. Right. So her word of wisdom was, if your kids are not enjoying, don't even think about it. It's not that checkbox, right? Like it's not you're again telling others like, hey, my kid is a super kid, like plays piano, does soccer, take gets a grade in the academics, right? So whom are we trying to show it off? So I think right. that story definitely made an impact on me. And I said, if my kid is not really interested, I'm not going to force. I did do my best. I did give that exposure. I'm supporting, I'm driving, mm -hmm. I'm paying. So that's another observation I had, Deborah, like when kids were young, you know, they were listening, you know, they were going where I was taking them. But as they became teen, they were more open and they were like sharing their opinion. And they told me, mom, we have done it uh, for so long, but I'm telling you, this is not my thing. I had to accept it, right? So it was, even though hard, 
So as you said, you know, that's what my learning is. You know, I did try, but I requested them to just pick one or two things because, you know, having hobbies is really important. Um, you know, otherwise you will have that burnout feeling. So if they have good hobbies, they will have that balance in their life. That's what my parenting tells me. And it's good to have that extracurricular activities in your kids' schedule, but don't overbook and accept it. If they are not liking it, it's okay. So I wanted to tell you another story. You know, as you were saying that sports activity, that was another reason of conflict at my home. Uh, my daughter was not into sports and dad, he loved sports. So he was pushing her hard. Oh my God, it was a big conflict at home. So do you see any differences like gender-wise, you know, girls, maybe they're not too much interested into uh, sports, but dad is pushing. Do you have any advice for such dads who are listening to our podcast? I think that that, that does happen, that dads sometimes that are really into sports push their kids into sports, and it may be even their daughter or their son. And sometimes daughters are really into it, and son, sometimes they're not equally the same with sons. It's important to then, I know it's hard because for all parents, you want your kids to be able to do things, and especially if that's the interest that you have. But then again, as we've talked about, reflecting on that's more about you than about your child. And maybe perhaps if dad or mom was a sports star, that doesn't mean that the child is going to be interested in sports. And the more you push, the less they like it. And, you know, some kids, that's just not their skill set. They're just not they're not good at sports or they don't enjoy it. I think the really difficult part is when a child is good at sports but doesn't like sports. And then it's hard for the parents to understand, well, wait a minute, you're so good at it. And the child says, yes, but I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. This is not something that I want to do. So it's important to listen to them and find something that they do enjoy doing. Because having, as you said, having extracurriculars activities are really important. But the piece that I see that can't stress enough is having balance because what kids and teens will express to me that they may not say to their parents is, I am so stressed out because every single day I have something after school. I have something on the weekend. I just need time for myself just to do nothing, whatever that is, you know, or visit with a friend or just relax or watch TV or just read a book, have something that's just my time. So if I could stress one thing, yes, all those things are very important, but it's also important that Children, especially here in Silicon Valley, are so overbooked because that's the lifestyle and the culture here. We need to remember that it's important to give them time to just be, just to be, be free, not having something on their schedule. Think of us as adults. We don't like, I would imagine, most of us that every single moment of every day is booked and there's no free time. So that's equally the same for kids. They need to have some free time as well to do whatever they like to do during that free time. I loved your advice of having that white space, right? Like having that downtime, having that me time. And yeah. I definitely felt, you know, treating others as I want to be treated. I do not want anybody to force me to do anything, what I do not believe in. Right? So that that's how I developed that empathy for my children. I said, you know, why am, am I living my dream through my children? If they are not interested, it's okay. I need to accept it. And I did plant that seed, right? Gave them exposure. If they're not 
enjoying today maybe they will come back to it tomorrow when they do yeah. realize the importance right yeah so having that patience also is very important yeah. in my mind right i think that that's it, that's the other piece that's important i've had parents say to me i want to give my child every opportunity but if they don't like it that's okay but i don't want them to sort of look back and say gosh i wish mom and dad had given me this chance to do x whatever x is so the take is that I want to present them with the opportunity, but if they don't like it, then there's no force to do it. And they may come back to it and like it later, which is, that happens often. Sometimes when the pressure is reduced, the child doesn't feel like I have to do this, which makes them hate it. And later they say, oh, well, this wasn't so bad. I actually really like it, or I enjoyed that, or there are things that were good about that for me. So it's about finding that balance. And again, as you said, it's hard as a parent, if it's something you've been really good at, and your child doesn't like, it's important not to live vicariously through your children. And I know that's hard for parents sometimes to see. I've had kids that are super good at dance, really, really, really good, and their parents were good at dance and good at performing and singing, and the child did it until they reached teenage years and just wouldn't tell the parents because they knew the parents would be deeply disappointed, but didn't want to do it anymore. They didn't like it. They didn't enjoy it. They played piano. They danced. They sang, they were really good at it, but they were just, it was torturous for them because they didn't like it. So that's the piece parents need to also be mindful of that you need to continue to check in with your kids. Like, are you enjoying this? Is this something you want to continue to do? And as you said, you plant the seed and then let them decide what they want to grow from that seed. Awesome, awesome advice, Deborah. And I do ask myself, you know, with these extracurricular activities, what are, am I expecting? Am I expecting them to be professional in that field or is it just a hobby for relaxation, mm -hmm. right? So if we are putting years of effort and, you know, maybe different expectations and expectations are not met. So frustration will come and then conflicts will happen. So I think even that clarifying the goal, uh, right? So it is just for your relaxation. Yeah, if you are very good, you're enjoying it, you want to pursue as your career or, you know, higher studies in that extracurricular activity, absolutely fine. But if you are just doing for the enjoyment, relaxation, I do not think it's worth to have conflict. So that's no. what I took. Yeah, mm -hmm. I took that approach. To me, uh, that happiness in the family was very important. And I must tell you one another thing. Uh, my son, you know, he is very active, action-oriented, and uh, he felt karate was not his sport because it is very slow and it was long class, two and a half hour, and he was not into it. And dad like really wanted black belt for himself and for his son. Oh my God, that was a big battle at home. Whenever that class was coming, my son would come to me and tell like, mom, I do not want to go. I know dad will be upset. I felt like I was a and I was becoming a sandwich. Like one side, dad really wants me to persuade him. Other side, son is telling him that he's not interested. So what right. do I do? So I did try to resolve that conflict for a while, but then at the end I gave up. I said, you know, you do need to decide. You need to need to deal with each other. Set that expectation. I'm out of it. So do you also have such stories or experience with your practice? 
it happens oftentimes that one parent is really much more invested or interested in the activity than the other parent. So that's, I, it's good to not be in the middle. And that's where my advice or recommendation is that parents then need to separately have a conversation and come to some sort of consensus and not bring the child or the teenager in the middle. The kid doesn't want to be in the middle of that scenario. And then it's also not, as you said, in your situation, you didn't want to be in the middle. So having a conversation as the parents and deciding, okay, this is the message we're getting. What do we do with this? And what is our plan? And there can be a compromise, okay, for your son. Let's let him try it one more month. If he's still saying he doesn't like it, then let's give him the opportunity to stop or something like that. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Then you, you can compromise in that situation with your husband and then give that message to your son. It's one more month. We want you to give it a really good try. If you still don't like it, then it's okay. You can stop. Wonderful. I think that's how we dealt with the situation. Uh, the class was twice in a week. We agreed to do once in a week. That helped a lot. And now with the pandemic, that class is not happening. So my son is very happy about it. <laughs> I felt a relief. I said that's good for the whole family. It's not no conflicts anymore. But I did realize, you know, it's it's okay to have conflicts. But as you said, you know, have that strategy to resolve it. It it yes. does not need to be all in or all out. So as a family, yes, we can talk about it. We can resolve it. It was Wonderful advice from you, Deborah. I really enjoyed talking to you today and learned a lot. And I do hope our listeners are also learning a lot from this conversation. I would like to talk to you next week about the new issue, which is causing maybe conflicts with other parents and teens. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tarika Foundation focused on youth mental health. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Stay safe and healthy. Till next time.